0: Learn more at Marines.com.
1: What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K. Preview episode for the last game of the regular season, and if all goes poorly, the last game of the season in general. You, w- you <laughs> would start it like that. would start that. with the negative. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If, if, if the Eagles win, they also go to the playoffs. <laughs>
0: I mean, I like Can our I good. I no. like our good cop, bad cop uh, thing we got going. Um, yes, those are both correct yes. things. All right, but yeah, uh, well,
1: moment say it's the biggest game of the season. You know,
0: I would <laughs> wager to say this is the biggest game in the season. Easily their biggest week seventeen game. Oh, for sure. This is a yes, their biggest <laughs> it's week their seventeen
1: biggest game this week for sure. Yes, <laughs> I mean, easily unquestionably easily you can't unless, debate that. You un- can't debate unless
0: they're that. playing like a high stakes like game of rock paper scissors in practice that we don't know that'd about pretty, that'd be pretty it depends like, on who's playing though yeah
1: like isn't nate thought and josh mccann playing to be the number
0: two well so the se- the secondary is normally like pretty big on rock paper scissors are they fun, yeah in the locker room from the locker Crave on the block r- real note is is known as a really they al- good they also play
1: that game where they have to like you have to like go the opposite way of where their like, hand is pointing. If you go the same way, then they lose. Like, have you seen them playing that? Yeah, like, I saw uh, do that. All? I don't, I've never seen that before this locker room, but they do it all the time. I
0: saw on LeBlanc do that with Fletcher Cox the other day. and he I was wasn't more, always playing it a lot. I was confused because I thought he was checking him to see if he had a concussion. <laughs> like, I, like, I didn't really understand <laughs> concussion what... Concussion <laughs> protocol.
1: Yeah. That'd be funny if they just used players as secret agents to yeah. test guys for concussions. It would, might be the... We just came up with a good idea, I think. Well, Craymond <laughs> LeBlanc
0: didn't play in this last like, game. I so. just
1: randomly going up. and he was like, hey, uh, do you know where you are you know what that
0: is? Excuse me. Rick Lovato is a, pro sure bowler. is a pro bowler.
1: Okay. So people should be going up to Put him. Put some wow. respect people. on his name.
0: Um, My apologies. All right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get serious. Uh, all right.
1: Before we do start talking stuff, I do have to remind you guys to sign up for our Eagles Extra. Uh, if you were on our Eagles Extra, you got a text message before uh, anybody else about Jordan Howard being cleared for contact. Uh, I sent that out immediately. Um with some analysis. And, we, and Mike and I have been doing that a lot. We've been sending stuff in the locker room. We've been sending some thoughts, asking for questions. We've had a lot of good engagement. You've been having fun with the uh, Eagles Extra? Yeah. Always. Yeah.
0: Always having fun. I love getting these text messages because my wife left me, and I just really appreciate – no, I'm just kidding. Um, that got target. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? It's been really fun. Um because I, I like that that ability to go back and forth without it having to be like a super a public, public thing. <laughs> because, you know, there's always some knuckleheads that try to get involved in the conversation that are just getting involved in the conversation. Or people will
1: take a joke the wrong way or something yeah, like yeah. that.
0: So it's been cool. Um, And you guys have been able to see kind of our personalities a little bit better, kind of in a one-on-one exchange. But no, it's been fun. And, you know, throughout the off-seasons, it can be very important because if the you're... The off season, yeah. M- yeah, if you remember correctly, we were the first to report a ton of stuff coming out of training camp, a ton of stuff coming out of free agency. So, um, And so if you're subscribed, you're going to get that before anybody. Yep. You'll be able to tell your your cousin Paul, hey, yo, check this out. The Eagles just traded for this dude, or you, this dude are, signed this you,
1: dude. Is that you hit people up like, hey, yo, check this out? No, this, <laughs> that's how I imagine half of our audience does it. But we'll probably get correct in the comments. It'll be
0: more like... Hey, Paul, here, well, There's <laughs> no watch, yo. Did,
1: did you watch 30 Rock?
0: Uh, I did, but forever ago. Yeah,
1: well, I just, I just, there was like a, a part where Steve Buscemi was pretending to be a younger person. He oh, was yeah. Like hey, young people. Like yeah. He's making me think of that. Um, anyway, so yeah, sign up for that. You can find it at nj.com slash eagles. It's in all of our stories. Uh, we've been tweeting about it. Man, this um, this really got off course, this yeah, podcast. This is this Buscemi. is definitely our Week 17 uh, podcast. The first ever Steve Buscemi mention on this podcast. I Which think. is a shame, yeah. to be honest. He's a legend. Um, all right, anyway, so on to football stuff. But sign up for that. It's still free for two weeks. So capitalize on that opportunity. Um, all right, to the Giants. So I mentioned this. We can talk about it first. Uh, Jordan Howard, finally cleared for contact. It's been lingering since the bye week, actually, because yeah, he got hurt during the Bears game before the bye week. He it basically does. missed half the season now um and a lot has changed. like he's got, coming back to a much different running back group uh as you guys know miles sanders has just been absolutely stellar the last few weeks he's kind of vaulted himself into the offensive rookie either suggestion we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute he's probably still a long shot to actually win but uh he's, he's certainly in the discussion Watch if you had said that in the beginning of the season when people were saying he should be benched and all that stuff like it's crazy just to think how much that dude has developed um he's putting together one of the best rookie seasons in eagles history but he wasn't doing that when jordan howard got hurt. where jordan howard was kind of carrying the team he was there we talked about he was maybe their best, most consistent offensive player outside of, like, Brandon Brooks to that point. Um And now, all of a sudden, you have Boston Scott, who was probably on the practice squad at that point. Yep. Right? And he's, like, proved that he uh deserves to be part of this rotation. And, and Doug pretty much said, even though Jordan's coming back, this is – Miles Sanders is the number one guy, which I think is pretty telling considering, like, the level of touches Jordan Howard was getting before he went down. Like, But how, how do you – how do you think – they probably wouldn't play him that much this week, I imagine, unless – Unless they get, get a blowout and they're trying to see how he's feeling or something. like.
0: So I knew Jhi's who who was waived on Tuesday. will get some in the more like transactional news later. But I knew he was done when he didn't play two straight games that he dressed for. I mean, it was pretty obvious. We knew he was done when he was playing. So the Eagles have proven that they can play a full game with two running backs. I would imagine Jordan Howard's an in-case-of-emergencies kind of fella this week. Uh, the positive news here is if they beat the Giants, which... In all likelihood, they will. He'll be ready for the playoff run. I do agree with Doug. You know, they've they've game-planned for um, the Giants with Scott and Sanders as, as the dudes. And that's exactly how they should treat it. Go with the hot hand. Um, and I think when you look at the way Miles Sanders has played, I think Howard can compliment him even better than he did initially. Because Sanders is able to do more than catch the ball. Yeah,
1: now it's not like they know they're going to throw it.
0: Right. So when you do those two back looks, or you run 22 personnel or uh, 21 personnel with two running backs in the backfield, teams have to be aware that Miles can run and catch. And I think that that's very important. I think Boston Scott has played relatively well. Um you know they have three guys now, and they're going to need these three guys in the playoffs because you've got to run the ball efficiently in the playoffs.
1: And they're still—I mean, unless Deshaun comes back
0: and is himself, and they make it that far, you're not going to have the receivers still. Yeah, and I think we, we'll get into this a little bit later, but the weather that's expected to take place, and you, you know, the forecast for for Sunday is very gloomy, and in those type of games, you want to be able to run the football effectively. I mean, so like how they beat the Bills, yeah, right. So. Um, which was really the first time that we saw Miles flash as a runner, too. So it's going to be very interesting. I think when we talk about Miles Sanders and we talk about that rookie of the year conversation, I'd like to say that he deserves it, but I like. Here's my thing, and you wrote a great article about why he deserves consideration. I definitely think he deserves yeah, consideration. That's basically my point. Right? Um, and to a degree, I believe that the rookie of the year should be a guy who's had a massive effect on a winning team. That's um, his, that's his
1: case, basically. That's right.
0: If you're if you subscribe to that logic, then Miles should be the runaway yeah, guy because Josh,
1: the other two guys are Josh Jacobs and Kyler Murray, right? Who are neither of them have been in playoff contention
0: for weeks. So. And and this has been a running back quarterback award for years yeah. because running backs typically can ascend in the league very quickly. And, and, and
1: they're like doing more stuff than a wide receiver or a, you know, like right. A tight end or whatever. And, and a
0: quarterback is obviously touching the ball in basically every play. Yeah. So, um, look, miles got off to a really slow start yep. and you wrote this too. I mean, it's incredible his turnaround, but right now he's at 766 rushing yards, 510 receiving yards. Um, He's got five, uh, six total touchdowns, and then he's got the kick return yardage. Something I want to say: the Eagles keep talking about all-purpose yards. I don't care about that. I care about scr- I care about scrimmage, yeah, yard. scrimmage yards. Yeah. So right now he has, if I'm doing the math correctly, uh, carry the uh, the thing. He's got 1,276 yards right now. Well, I'll pull up some scrimmage of the stats yard. I had for my story that kind of like. Yeah. But you can keep going with your point about why you think
1: he probably isn't going to win is what it sounds
0: like. Yeah, Yeah. well, I think they're going to give it to Jacobs Jacobs just because he's been able to do... He has the raw numbers, too. Yeah, he has the raw numbers. People care about that 1,000-yard mark for rushing. And, you know, he did it in 13 games. Um, He's also a guy who's a great story. I think people are going to cling to that. Um, And, you know, the Raiders have kind of struggled with him being sidelined so i'm interested to see how they vote um i don't think kyler murray deserves rookie of the year i think it should either be miles sanders or
1: jacobs if kyler wins it just because he's a quarterback like
0: that. right yeah i mean it's se- essentially what it is yeah
1: and that's why it wouldn't surprise me but so there are only four other running backs who have at least 700 rushing yards and 500 receiving yards this year and they are alvin Kamara, christian mccaffrey dalvin cook and Leonard fournette um those, I mean, I know you're not a huge Fournette guy, but he is the talented running back, obviously. Um, and then in NFL history, the only rookie running backs to reach that, it's only 12 other players, and it's a group that includes, like, Gale Sayers, Marshall Falk, Reggie Bush, Adrian James.
0: And and for the record, uh, Miles Sanders has more touchdowns than Leonard Fournette yeah. this year. Yeah, and and so I, th- I
1: think if Miles – I think Miles Sanders needs to have, like, a big game this week. Not just yeah, him, for like sure. He needs to have 150 total yards and three touchdowns or something. Because if he does that, he'll both – have more touchdowns than Jacobs this year because Jacobs, I don't think, is going to play this week. Uh, he'll have more total yards. I know it's like per game, whatever, but when you look at the raw numbers, his will look better, so he'll have a better chance. I think And he, they'll, win, they'll win the division most likely if he does that.
0: I think he needs to have a big game, and they have to win the division. Yeah. If that, like This this game is basically going to be showcased for the country, and so national writers yeah, who vote program. on Rookie of the Year are going to get to see him, re- yeah. really see him shine. And I do think he is... When we talk about the weather a little bit more, I think he is the X factor in this game. He is the guy, and um, listen, he in my opinion, he's their most dependable receiver if Zacherts isn't playing. Which it, I would be shocked if he plays yeah, based yeah, on yeah. what I've heard and based on what I mean, like, we've I mean, seen. They, they, they added
1: back to the injury report, yeah, not just ribs now.
0: yeah, not ideal. Um, and I think. You also want to maintain his long-term viability. If you make a playoff run, you yeah. know you don't want to force it against the Dallas. right. I, I I think Dallas Goddard's more than capable of playing, but we'll talk about that later. Miles Sanders to me is the guy who's going to stir the drink for the Eagles. If he has a big game, they win this game. If he does not, I struggle to find a scenario where they don't get upset. They've got to control the clock. They've got to keep the wide receivers off the the Giants' wide receivers off the field, and they've got to. Take advantage of turnovers, which Daniel Jones will have at least two. So, especially because it's raining. Um, but carrying the football is going to be a big deal. Uh, you brought up in your article about how he's how he came in with doubts about ball security and blocking and pass-catching. being pass catching. Guess what? He's improved on all three of those. And all three of those elements of his game will be essential in this game. He's got to hold on to the football. He's got to block well. Especially
1: if Ertz isn't playing yet. Right.
0: And he's got to catch the ball well because you know they're going to go to him. Um, Had he played like this the entire year, he'd be the runaway rookie of the year. Uh, What I do find interesting is he's never won a rookie of the week thing this season. So no one's won a player of the week on Not the Eagles, Eagles Ross? yeah, very, which is interesting.
1: Because their performance has been so like weird. <laughs> yeah, but
0: when you consider the last yeah. two weeks that Miles Santos has had, I mean, yeah. you would think he'd at least win the rookie of the week. Um, but yeah, from there, we brought up Zach Ertz and Lane Johnson. Those are two in- the two injuries that we're monitoring coming into this game now that Jordan Howard's been cleared. The feeling I get is... Zach is not going to play, as I said. I mean, they
1: signed Richard Rodgers, which is a pretty clear indication of
0: that. Right, and Richard Rodgers is playing some special teams reps in practice. Chances are he'll be an emergency guy on offense, but he'll play on special teams, not as you know meticulous with play calls and everything like that. So you're looking at Josh Perkins and Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas Goddard's ready to have an explosion game. I mean, he's going to be the number one target probably. Yeah, I mean, and if you look at what he did that last drive of the second quarter, he was targeted six straight yeah, times. That kind of was,
1: like, and that was when Arts was banged up too, right? Like it was like a nice preview of like maybe what's coming this week.
0: And so I think when you look at the passing options, they brought they called up Deontay Burnett, who's got some experience from his time with the Jets last season. USC alum. A USC alum, yes. He had like a huge uh, Rose Bowl game against Penn he was State good in college, yeah. Your um, receivers always are better in college, than the NFL. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I mean, he's probably he or Rob Davis will fill that Mac Collins role where they yeah, don't really get not, targeted.
1: I would be surprised if either of those guys really got any catches on Sunday. Maybe Davis, uh, I,
0: I I wouldn't. I mean, there's no op. I mean, with Zach Ertz out there, that's like 15 targets you got to make oh, up that's for. Fair. Uh, that said, sure, Greg, I think
1: this might just run it more, but you know. yeah,
0: well, yeah, of course, yeah. but I think. At some point, you're going to have to throw the football, yeah, yeah, and so yeah, at, at some point, uh, Greg Ward,
1: Greg
0: Ward, day, Greg Ward, Dallas Goddard, and Miles Sanders, and Boston, and Boston Scott. So those are the four guys you're probably looking at as your main passing options. I think you can see Rob <laughs> just D- saying that out loud is kind of yeah. wild. <laughs> I think Perkins could get one or two catches. I think Davis could have one or two. Burnett one or two, because they they called Burnett up because he had experience, and I think that that's notable. If they were just bringing up a guy to be a route runner. In a formation like Matt Collins, they would just bring up Mark and Michelle, who's definitely a lot faster and who can definitely get downfield. Yeah, let's let's preemptively rule Zach Ertz out. If that happens and you don't have Lane Johnson, it's going to be interesting to see how they work the blocking formations because... Giants do have a talented defensive line. Because Josh Perkins is not a blocker, no, and Richard Rogers hasn't played in. in, He didn't even play in the preseason. He's the blocking
1: guy, but right.
0: So you're probably actually going to run a lot more eleven personnel, which means again, twenty-one. Well, yeah, you would run twenty-one in in theory, probably more than you would. Yeah, Yeah, so eleven personnel is probably going to be your base, which means Goddard's going to be inline blocking. He's probably going to line up in the uh, slot at, at some times when they do run 22 personnel. Um, but, like, you've got J.J. Arsica-Whiteside, who's got a foot injury, and you've got Greg Ward, who are probably your top two right, wide receivers. You've got Rob Davis coming in, in, in 11 personnel, and then you don't know what Burnett is. So, it's going to be... Well, you still don't know what Rob Davis really is either, yeah. but Carson... <laughs> Carson's really going to have to choose wisely where he puts the football in this game. They got to go without mistakes. Like they have to win the turnover battle. It's like we said last week, if they win the turnover battle, they will win that game. They did win the turnover battle. Um, Carson was good with the football. He had the one fumble, but they were able to recover. Um, I don't know. How are you feeling about that? those weapons going into this game after what you've seen from the last three weeks.
1: Not great, but the Giants secondary is pretty bad, so... Really if bad, there's ever
0: te- yes. like, I mean,
1: Zach Ertz had those big plays against the Giants because he was left wide open. Yes. <laughs> um, which is easy to forget. <laughs> like, maybe he, if he played, he wouldn't actually get hurt again because they wouldn't touch him, but... <laughs> but anyway, so... Uh, interesting stat. I, like you didn't realize it, but Goddard sneakily has had pretty good numbers this year. A lot of that's because of the last like I did realize five it. weeks. <laughs> um, but if he gets six more catches, which I imagine he will, uh, I, I forget what year it was, but they'd be the first team with two tight ends with at least sixty catches since Aaron Hernandez and like, Rob really Castle. So I the, imagine like around like twenty thirteen probably.
0: And and it's worth noting Zach Ertz is number one in receiving yards, receptions, and t- receiving touchdowns. Number two is Dallas Goddard in receiving yards. Uh, receiving oh, yards, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, if
1: you just look at, so we talked before this, you know, we thought he was going to have a much better year. I think his numbers are probably better than, because we did some predictions. I think they're even better than we probably predicted. He has almost double the receptions, almost double the yards, one more touchdown, double first downs. Uh, His catch rate's a little lower, but he's had more targets, so that kind of checks out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think he, I had him at five. There, there was a stretch where he was like fumbling and dropping, but I think he's figured. It out. I think I had him at like forty-five catches for five hundred yards. So right now he's already exceeded that. Fifty-four catches, five hundred and forty-two yeah. yards, and five touchdowns. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, I think this guy's ready to to be the focal point of this offense if needed. I still think Zacherts is the better tight end, yeah. but. When you look at his ability to block and catch, I think they feel safe about running 11 personnel in that regard. If you're going to run 21 personnel, uh, two running backs, one tight end, um, you better utilize those backs really well. Because, look, both Scott and Sanders can block, but you're going to want to get them involved and get – linebackers involved in this game because whether you have a mismatch with the two running backs in the flat or you know you need to open up some space for Ward across the middle or what have you the, the, the Giants have to respect the running game and that's what they're going to key in on anyway I think and and all, I mean speaking of like 11 they probably will do a bunch of
1: I guess if Lane doesn't play maybe Matt Pryor would be the action blocker or Dillard no, Dillard. Dillard would be yeah, so I imagine you'll see a lot of him, yeah. you know, becoming an eligible guy or whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, you, I know you want to talk about how rainy it's going to be.
0: Yeah, um, rain. We, look, we've had forecasts for crappy weather like for the f- past five games, and I think it's well, the weather's only affected them like. Once in those things. But right now, it does kind of seem like the rain's going to be coming down in this one. It actually seems like the NFL kind of screwed this matchup because at one lighter, o'clock, yeah. the one o'clock, uh, it's like a 40% chance of precipitation. At, I think, once it gets to five o'clock, it's like a 90%. So that's kind of a bummer. But we should talk about when we talk about matchups, rain kind of takes away some stuff or it enhances one side of a matchup. The Eagles did a really good job of gang tackling against the Cowboys. It's part of the reason why they were able to shut Ezekiel Elliott down. They're going to have to do that in this game against Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley um, is very good at breaking tackles. He's got a very good, you know, he's got a lot of strength in his lower body, obviously. And he's going to be able to turn out yardage. You have to be able to wrap up as a team. It's not going to just be one guy. If a guy is alone in space, especially if he's a DB, he's done. Um, that's why I'm a little, like, had this been a clear weather game, I think the Eagles win this one. I'm a little bit more hesitant now that we know that the rain's going to be there because the rain's an element that can, can kind of even some odds. I don't, I don't think odds. they're locked
1: to win this game by any chance. Yeah,
0: no, I don't either. Um, I also would get concerned about Golden Tate, who's very good about getting yards after the catch anyway. The thing about rain is, when it's slippery and you're a wide receiver or you're a running back, you know where you're going. The defender doesn't, which adds to hesitation. It's harder to get your footing. Um, in, In the same way, as a pass rusher, you know where you're going. The offensive lineman doesn't. So it's easier to get sacks. It's easier to get big plays on offense as well. So look, the Eagles have a better pass rush, in my opinion. They have a better run defense, but... Saquon's a beast. And, yes, and he's back to himself. Yeah, and Golden Tate and Darius Slayton have both shown that they can get significant yards well, after the catch. Slayton
1: showed it against the Eagles. So. Uh,
0: Ronald, Dar- Darby, though, yeah. Ronald Darby got put on IR on Tuesday. They're going to start Rasul Douglas, which I think is somewhat smart because he's the only corner that can actually tackle. Uh, speed is going to be an issue. That said, I don't know how much they're going to want Daniel Jones to to push the ball downfield in this game. If it's raining. Yeah, if it's yeah. raining. Now, you have you wrote about it a couple of weeks ago, but both Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz have issues with holding onto the football in the pocket. Um, Carson's going to have to be very aware yes. in this game, especially if they show blitz. The Giants are playing for pride. They have nothing to lose here except a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, these guys are all playing for their next job. Right. Yeah.
0: I don't think they're playing to keep Pat Shermer's job. Yeah, I think yeah, that, no, you know. yeah. I mean, no, no. I know. It's I'm all not.
1: idea. Like Lane says this all the time, which sometimes confuses me. But he always talks about uh, even when you're struggling, you're putting you're putting tape out there for the other teams or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. true. Um, and you know, the ability to play spoiler to a team that has been your Northeast rival for decades is kind of an appealing. You know, if you don't think yeah, it's a home game. Thing. Yeah, if you don't think Golden Tate is going to get up for this game after only having 11 yards against them in Week 14, you're crazy. Um, I do think Daniel Jones' turnover potential is very interesting here. The Eagles are minus five in the turnover differential, which is bad, but this seems like an opportunity. I mean, look, Ronald Darby has no ball skills. I know he has two interceptions on the season. You're better off with Rasul Douglas if somebody is making a mistake in the air. Um, Jalen Mills played well against the Cowboys I think he'll play well in the rain Um, That said though Guys can't bust in coverage They just can't You you can't make any mistakes here The Eagles need to get up early And they need to control the game And control the clock That's why Miles Sanders will be such a big deal here Because if you can get Miles Sanders On a linebacker Or even a defensive lineman As a receiver And he runs those wheel routes big play all day um so, so let's talk about some of those uh, matchups now we kind of sure do what do you should sure, uh, yeah. i mean one
1: that jumps to mind i mean big v's actually played pretty well by the way we should, we should yeah play. he has he has I played play. really I have the whole well idea of if he has the week to prepare like is really true for him yeah um marcus golden had a sack or two against them mm-hmm. he's had a really good year he has close to 10 sacks i don't know if he's there yet but that's kind of where when you're looking their defensive line is good they have couple of young guys on the the Dalvin Tomlinson, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, I haven't really done anything for them. Yeah. Um, I believe they have another defensive end. I can't think of who it is. Uh, But, I mean, that's... The offensive line needs to play well. And Lane Johnson, I think there's always a concern.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is less of a test for them because it's a 3-4 front, but... um, Not a less of a test, but I do think that it's a different challenge than facing a 4-3 defense where, uh, you know... You're more thinking about like the linebacker. Right, right. So, um... Look, V's going to have, have a test. I mean, but he's shown that he can do it before. I actually think he's a better right tackle than he is a left tackle. Yeah. And having that preparation time, like you said, is important. Um, he's just going to have to stand his ground. He's going to have to anchor well. Um, the matchups that I'm really interested in are Dallas Goddard versus uh, Antoine Bethe and DeAndre Baker versus J.J. Arsigal whiteside Let's start with the tight end versus the safety but face washed, and I'm probably going to regret saying this because I'll probably have two picks in this game. <laughs> um, he was the one who said they want to beat the Eagles. Yeah, time. really not. S- well, I mean, they got nothing to lose. Who yeah, cares? Exactly, yeah. Um, but Zach Ertz destroyed him in Week 14. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and Dallas Goddard had a nice catch and on when, him too when Ertz wasn't wide open. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, that's I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Safety coverage breakdowns yeah. are pretty oh, prevalent yeah. in yeah. the Giants' yes, defense. Very true. Um. I think that's going to be really interesting. is uh, probably going to get at least a dozen targets in this game. I'd expect him to catch nine of those. Um, I, I think he'll at dupl- the very least duplicate his nine catch, 91 yards and touchdown from last week. That's a good matchup for the Eagles. Um, DeAndre Baker's had a weird rookie year. Um, he seems to put his foot in his mouth both on the field And in the locker room, uh, he's not good. Um, And I do think if you can get into some jump ball matchups with J.J. or single-whiteside, J.J.'s going to win. Um, What I liked about what they did last week is they initially got him involved. Like, they they plotted out plays for J.J. specifically. That first play of the game where Carson threaded the needle, um, and then he had another nice catch. Um, I'd like to see
1: him a little more involved for four quarters, though. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, I think... I think the thought process is with, with with scripting plays that get him involved, at least you build make up him the confidence. Th- make him, and make him a threat, yeah. Yeah, you build up the confidence, you make the defense pay attention to him. Greg Ward's going to have to have a big game in this one. I'm expecting a lot of short area throws.
1: Maybe a wildcat?
0: Yeah. So I said this in the, on the podcast uh, after the game. They, while obviously they wanted to show that wildcat look, against the Cowboys because it was something the Cowboys had never seen before. It's going to help them with game planning in this game. If they want to run the wildcat on third and one, um, they might be able to draw the giants off sides. They might be able to mess with their timing. They might be able to force a timeout. You know, there, there's, there's reasons to show that look when they showed that look, they waited to show that look. Um, you know, there was a time where nothing was going well for them and they could have easily just, resorted to using that they didn't um and so to use that last week's interesting to me uh the Redskins ran a double reverse throw with Kelvin Harmon against the Giants last week and if Kelvin Harmon isn't hit uh as he throws it's a wide open touchdown the the Giants bust coverage consistently DeAndre Baker doesn't know where he is half the time it seems like on tape. I can't speak for him, but it does kind of seem, I think he actually said that once where he didn't even know what the coverage was, but, yeah. um, he's had some, you know, ro- uh, serious Ronald Darby moments. And if you can take advantage of that, that's great. Um, another matchup I want to talk about is Mike Remmers, the right tackle versus Brandon Graham. Remmers surprisingly won the matchup la- uh, no, last, yeah, cause we thought they were going to destroy that. I, I thought Brandon be- Graham was going to only
1: have like one sack that game or something.
0: But, uh, yeah, they had two sacks. Yeah. That was the Vinny Curry. Yeah, yeah, Vinny. Vinny had both of them. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, I, thought my, I thought Graham was going to eat his lunch, uh, and that didn't happen. I do think they'll, now that Vinny's kind of caught some fire, I think they'll run a lot of stuff now where Brandon Graham goes inside with Fletcher Cox more often, and then you'll have Curry and Barnett out there. You'll have Sweat moving in. But, look, Graham's got to deliver. He's been held out sack wise I believe four straight games that's rough because he was trending to towards having the best year of his yeah. career uh he's a guy that look they paid a lot of money to and he's been incredible against the run he's still been a good pass rusher he's still getting pressure but he has to finish in this game he's the guy that gets a lot of sack fumbles he needs to be able to to kind of Jar the ball loose from Daniel Jones. They need to get at least two sack fumbles in this game to, to really dominate this one and set the tone. And I wouldn't be surprised if they got him early. Daniel Jones is going to be loose with the ball in the pocket. It just how it is. They also have to make sure that they're paying attention to Daniel Jones because he does have mobility. And I'm wondering if they have Nathan Gary or Nigel Bradham kind of spy on. Um, I don't know if he, he's super athletic, but I don't know if he's that athletic that you dedicate that, but we'll, we'll see how that goes, especially in the rain. Um, and I imagine they'll have some combination of Malcolm and Rodney's, uh,
1: shadowing Saquon, right? Yeah. I'd imagine
0: it's Saquon. That's, I think, I think Malcolm kind of followed around Saquon last time. I know
1: sometimes Rodney's the one that will follow, but yeah, it kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah. And sometimes they'll do Nigel for whatever reason. I don't. You know, no,
1: for whatever reason, yeah, right
0: he's got to tackle well, man. This has got to be a really good linebacker tackling yes. performance,
1: especially Saquon. To Saquon, because he gave him trouble last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, it's it's one of those things where if I'm if I'm Ken Flagel. Like, this is my job. You know what I mean? You've got to make sure that these guys are tackling we I mean, well. think about a few guys' jobs
1: are probably on the line this week. If, if they were to lose this game. <laughs> well,
0: I think if the defense gives up a lot of points. Especially then the defense, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about probably Corey Unlin, maybe even Jim Schwartz, which I think would I, be I ridiculous. Think,
1: I think Doug Peterson would have fewer qualms about firing guys in the defensive staff than the offensive staff because they're not as much as guys. Well,
0: if they struggle to score points, yeah. you know, and the yeah, Giants I, I are fun. I'm just saying, like,
1: all things being equal, he I could see Doug being more willing to pull out the pink slip for guys on defense.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I mean Carson Walsh, we still both probably believe he's not coming back next year. Um, yeah,
0: I, I mean, and then again, then what's what like six wide receivers coaches in six years? Like yeah, it's just know. like at some point you do need to like have maybe
1: some better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, maybe.
0: All right, let's let's go in predictions. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go ahead. Um, I've got it twenty four twenty Eagles. I don't feel good about this. I it's, I've struggled to get a good read for this one. I do think if they can hold them under 21 points, just like I thought, if they could hold the Cowboys under 23 points, they'll win this game. Um, Look, the giant's defense is bad, but I also think the rain kind of, you know, has a trick No pun intended, has a trickle down effect of like, it's going to affect some matchups positively and negatively for the Eagles and I just think from a tackling standpoint, they're going to have some trouble. Um, I'm interested to see how the kickers fare in this one because Jake Elliott's the better kicker, but he has Stop. struggled as of late. They're not going to be able to attempt 50-yarders in the rain. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the team... I know this sounds ridiculous. The team that scores three touchdowns wins this game. Um,
1: I think we're going to find out. I know I say this a lot, but it usually is true. We're going to find out pretty early in this game. Like what kind of Eagles game this is going to be? Sure, and I think they certainly can blow this team out. I don't know if the, I don't know if I believe that they will. I, the Giants have played that game; they almost won in overtime a few weeks ago. It kind of was a momentum booster for them, and they've played pretty well the last two weeks. Their offense, in particular. I mean, the, Daniel Jones threw five touchdowns against the Redskins. The Eagles didn't do that. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Redskins' defense is bad, but yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you look at the two comparisons. Um, yeah. and he didn't turn the ball over either, by the way. Um, but the point being, like. I think the Giants are going to put up a better fight than maybe it seems like a lot of Eagles fans seem to realize. I've heard some people on the radio saying like 80% chance the Eagles win. Like I don't see it that way. I high. don't see it either. Uh, we have almost the same exact score. I have Eagles 24, Giants 17, which kind of plays in the year. If they hold them under 20, you think they can, they can
0: yeah. win? Yeah. And I, mean, I I think if they if the Giants score more than three touchdowns, and I don't. Yeah, I, I think it's the first team to three touchdowns yeah. in this game. And and the thing is too is I do think you need to set yourself up for like hey there's going to be missed extra points probably. There's um I think from from the Eagles perspective, you just have to play very disciplined football. What I liked about after the game from their perspective no one was boastful no one said yeah we're going to go win this playoff game right now yeah we know we can win this game we know blah 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 it was we're concerned about the giants that means that they are focused not that focus matters all that much every most teams are focused in week 5 and still lose you know what i mean so um yeah the rain the added element like had it not been raining i probably would have picked the eagles like 31 to 20 now i'm kind of like i don't know more even yeah yeah um
1: the funny the funny thing about this, this season maybe more than last year, is like week to week how quickly the narratives will change. So if the Eagles lose this game, then all of a sudden the idea that Doug is amazing in December, everybody will stop talking, saying that, you know, like, but if they win it, then it's like, it, it, that's why it's so funny how like much the needle is threaded in the discussion around this
0: team. Well, I had a conversation with a, with another beat writer about, before the game, about how, because he had, took issue with, uh, with us saying that it wasn't his biggest, Carson's biggest game um, against the Cowboys. And he's like, if... Carson plays well in this game. It's all anybody's going to talk about, especially if they win.
1: Not if they lose against the Jackets. Yeah,
0: it's all for naught. You know what I mean? Like, um, And Carson's had a good season playing 16 games. He could become the first quarterback in Eagles history to throw for over 4,000 yards.
1: Kind of cr- I didn't realize that, but yeah. they don't have that illustrious quarterback history. So right
0: now he's got 37.50. He's averaging 250 a game. So he's
1: 250 away.
0: And he's 250 away. I mean, the rain could... Change the elements, he needs 167 yards to break Donovan McNabb's uh, single-season passing record, um, which I believe is 3,916.
1: It's kind of crazy that McNabb didn't, but it also was a different era, like in the Michael
0: area, 4,000. Yeah, 4, yeah probably. I mean, when that was the year with Terrell Owens. So, yeah, and yeah. it was the year with T.O., T- T- yeah. Yeah, um, but I think when you look at, at what Carson's been able to do, they're gonna need him to throw in this game, but they also need to be able to kind of like reel him back because this is a game that if you try to play hero ball, you're probably gonna make mistakes, and I think that's where Daniel Jones is gonna struggle. He needs to use his veteran. Carson needs to be a veteran in this game.
1: Yeah, fumbles can't happen. Um, all right, we'll let, read some comments before we go. Uh, let's see, efig. Carson is about to turn 27, barring another catastrophic injury. He'll have his first healthy offseason in two years. The consistency will come in time, and I expect a huge leap next year. I agree. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's going to be starting his 16th game is major. Um, well, he needs he to he finish it. He, but yeah, he yeah, has yeah. to finish the game, too. But. Um, Mr. Ridley, they keep—they have to keep playing like this. This is from the Cowboys postgame pod. They have to keep playing like this. Giants will give their all next week is another playoff game. You ain't wrong. Um... Marcel Powell, D-line feast this week, and Eagles put the playoffs on notice, 35-14 to 14 prediction. Right. B. Lizley, second-rounder stepped up, Dallas, J.J., Miles, and Jones. Yeah, we didn't really talk about Sydney, but – I think he's earned a bigger role at least. We'll see if he yeah if he can when he's playing more during a game if he can still play that well. Yeah, he's kind as of as like a like a late game guy. He's been done, done a really good long job long as a
0: relief pitcher. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, if that if that's
1: what he is, then that's okay. It's not ideal for a second round pick, but if that's what he is in the future, then that's fine.
0: Yeah. Hey, you want to be four deep at corner? And yeah. by the way, uh we should say that Doug Peterson acknowledged that Rasul Douglas would. Um, yeah, he did say that. Yeah, Although yeah, Jim
1: Schwartz. Often has
0: a mind of his own. <laughs> well, yeah, Jim Schwartz really left it uh, wide open, uh, <laughs> and Doug kind of scaled back too a little bit Thursday. He kind of said, "Hey, we have other options moving forward." Yikes! And
1: um and Jamie and Candace Baum are our favorite uh, married couple. By guy and lady. They said they they're subscribed to the Messaging Insider and they love it. Keep up the great work. So you heard it from them. They are our most devoted listeners.
0: So. <laughs> the, the couple that. YouTubes and text together stays together. I've been told. You have been told. Uh I got to talk to my wife about that.
1: <laughs> hey, do you <laughs> want to start up commenting on our podcast? Yeah. Uh, Audrey, Put Ferb, our son Audrey Ferber says uh, all you can do is have a chance. That's all we can ask for. Hey, that's a positive message. Fair enough. King in the North says, Zach, can you try to go ten minutes without chuckling? No. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, no. Number two, thank you for spelling my name right. Number three, I like. The variation of saying chuckling instead of annoying laugh or like something like that. Well, because that's what you do. You do, chuckle. Chuckle. Yeah. You, you do kind of kind chuckle. You do kind of chuckle. Maybe a chortle. You guffaw a little maybe, bit. Maybe a chortle you know? every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Marcel Powell, I told y'all Cowboys overrated. Big V didn't do bad.
0: But I will say DeMarc Lawrence had some really positive moments in yeah, that game. Yeah, he did. Um, cheapskate
1: coins on the upside. If we do make the playoffs, we should have Lane, Deshaun, and Jordan back. Ye- the Deshaun thing is interesting, but I, until like we actually see him playing and then playing full game like it's hard to like i mean they have to get that far
0: too i mean but imagine that story
1: though that would be wild like i mean if he's to if he's to sean from week one like they can beat anybody Right, but like
0: that's the thing. Like, that's,
1: could you? Like, like, he's like the biggest X factor in the playoffs. So when like, you
0: write that Super Bowl book, it's like, hey, uh-huh. they had a struggle all this time, and everybody knew it was, it, was all, da- they, they did this so everybody
1: would doubt them again, and they could have that narrative. But like,
0: <laughs> everybody was like, deciding Deshaun was such a mistake. Oh, right, and he then, he then win the Super Bowl it, for yeah, oh man, Super Bowl MVP with like 120 <laughs> yards and three touchdowns.
1: Like, like, it feels like ages ago, but
0: like, the, the amount of excitement for Deshaun
1: coming back all offseason, like, that's all anybody wanted to talk
0: about. I think there's like. There's been kind of an awakening. Have you felt it? Uh, that it, With with Deshaun, uh, like the videos that he's putting out, man, I think a lot of people are looking like if they can win that first round matchup, obviously they have he's to beat the, the Giants. Yeah. yeah, like he could be. Plump the brakes. Yeah, I know, yeah. I mean, it, I, that would be very cool.
1: Yes. I mean, if, yeah, I, I bet he'd more likely be a decoy that first game at least. Like, yeah, we're talking like crazy hypotheticals from people who have. Like, I don't even
0: think hard. they've even thought about it, to you be honest, internally.
1: Not. No, I don't Deshaun maybe has. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Deshaun's probably like, yeah, I'm going to go out to San Fran uh, also, or, or by the Green way, Bay. Both
1: in press conferences this week and this podcast, like, nobody's even like talked about Nelson Aguilar. Um, yeah. Like, nobody's asked about where Tough he's at and his injury. I don't think anybody's
0: expected to play anymore. But. so fun behind the scenes note. He's the one that handed out press credentials this oh, week really? and yelled at them out in the middle of the he didn't uh have any from you, I don't Yeah, you that know. was uh that was a real <laughs> interesting experience. We were actually the first ones up. He said NJ.com wow. and I said, "Nellie, what do you got?"
1: <laughs> I thought he was like just, something you would say. I thought so. he
0: was going to I thought he was going to yell he's at me about something about, about you something read. you wrote. About so. Something I wrote. Well.
1: Yeah. Um Hella Manga 208 says, remember, if the Eagles get into the playoffs, everyone is zero and zero. That's uh, accurate. I Captain Galaxy started his comment with, hey, Skippy. I can't really read the rest of it because it's mean. not nice. <laughs> and there's bad words in there. Uh, but we thought, hey, Skippy was funny. Hey, read Russell's. Russell Kempy says, the Cowboys and Eagles are both train wrecks waiting to happen. Their records tell the story. There's no way either team can compete beyond the NFC East. San Francisco Saints and Packers will gobble them up like hot tacos for one dollar. What about cold <laughs> like tacos, tacos? Like jack-in-the-box tacos? That's uh, you get two for a dollar, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's and I think that's
0: the winner for day. Yeah, you <laughs> know what's interesting to me? Anytime you
1: could do like a metaphor like
0: that, like we're all for that. You know what's interesting to me is I actually think them getting a home game is like a real blessing for them. I agreed I would agree completely with Russell if they were on the road for all. Yeah, the I mean, they deserve to be on the road, to be honest. Right, they <laughs> do. They, they don't even deserve to be on the road, frankly. Well, yeah, um, uh, but well I mean, but they're playing the, well in the, the last four games. To but, crumbles, so. but uh, yeah, I think, speaking of home field advantage, I do get the sense that there will be an F-ton oh, of gonna be, Eagles It's going to be more Eagles fans, I think. Right, which is important, because when you consider what they're allowing on the road, points-wise, to what they're allowing at home, maybe that has an effect Obviously, this is a place that they're used to playing in. Um, they've won 10 of the last 11 games against the Giants. So, you know, I mean, they're they're pretty well-versed in winning at BetLife. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm intrigued. This game, like, I can't get a good feel for it. I know you said, like, people were saying, like, an 85% chance or 80% yeah, I heard chance. I on the radio last night. I'd say 65%. Yeah, I think... That's 60, how I, I feel. Think, like, I would say, like, 60%, but I'm the more pessimistic ones. <laughs> I do think... They are in tune for a letdown. I also think it's very hard to win four games in a row. It's also hard, no matter how much they've proven it, it's hard to beat a team twice. Um, Especially this close together. uh, Yeah, and especially with a team that has really nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. They've never played Daniel Jones before, um, and that could be tricky. But I do think the Eagles are coming at this with the right mentality. They're practicing over at the Link on Friday. Like... They are taking this very, very seriously. They know if they don't win, they're probably going home unless Washington pulls an upset, which Case Keenum, you never know. Uh, but do you really want to make win a division by losing? By 8-8 eight
1: and, eight and losing? Yeah, and I, mean, I mean, that, so... That would be such a weird thing to even cover. I mean,
0: one of our YouTube uh, users said they want to put the playoffs on notice. Yeah, yeah. You want to put the playoffs on notice. You want to make an example of the Giants. You yeah. want to win this game outright. You not only beat the Giants, you really think you're going to beat the Seahawks or whatever. I mean, right. they need to get up early in this game. They need to be up like 13-0. Like, really, this needs to be... Or, or 14-0. They have to establish themselves as the better team. Because they are the better team. Um, and really, of the teams in the NFC East, they probably are the most deserving of winning this NFC East division. Not saying much, but... <laughs> It's all right here. If they lay an egg here, that's all anybody's going to remember. It's all anybody's going to touch. Especially if the season ends and then it's, like, it's going to be the right. lasting image of the season. Nobody's going to care that Carson and the, and the Eagles beat the Cowboys. No one's going to care that they went on a three-game winning streak. Nobody's going to care that Sean Jackson was out for the entire season. They've got to win this game. Period. Done. It's that, they have to win this game. And you know what? If they only win by one point, one it's to like, three yeah. points, it's a win. Yeah. You've just got to move on. That's what it is. You just got to keep on winning. All right, uh, we'll end on that.
1: Again, sign up for Eagles Extra. You know you want to do it. NJ.com slash Eagles, do it. Um, leave us some more comments, and we'll get you guys with a post-game pod on Sunday. Deuces.